Is there anything you don't want to cover? No. Okay. You're an open book. Welcome to the FFG Financial Insights Podcast. My name is Brian Ullman. I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner here at Ford Financial Group. And I'm joined for this episode by Carol Ford, the founding partner of our firm, financial advisor here in the office and certified financial planner herself. So Carol, Hi, Brian. welcome. Um, today, we're going to do something a little bit different than what we've done in the last few episodes. This is more of a meet the advisor kind of episode. And we'll do more of these with some of the other advisors here, but we're starting with our founding, the founding member of our firm, Carol Ford. Um, I sound old. You don't sound old. <laughs> Um, just, to, just, uh, I think Carol, we're going to talk today kind of about your background, uh, how you got started mm-hmm. with financial planning and advising your clients, um, and kind of your philosophy as it relates to, um, financial planning and investing. So, well, I started in the eighties and one of my goals missions was to educate women about finances. And it had a lot to do with my backstory Um, but I started teaching classes and it was amazing because they were standing room only classes for women and they were like sponges. They wanted to know. And, um, that was rewarding because it was, so there was a real appetite. They really, an underserved group you could almost, yeah, they, they really wanted to know. And it was funny. A number of my male partners at the time told me that no woman would ever, Make a financial what, decision. What, what gave you the idea to go out and do the first, that first class for women and for finances for women? Well, it's, it really stemmed from my background. Um, my mother was, I was raised by a single parent and my mother was always uh, lamenting about money and having, didn't, not having enough. And I always promised myself I was never going to be like that. Mm-hmm. So when I got into this field, and I got into this field from banking, and then it just slowly drifted into financial planning. But when I got into this field, I really had a mission to teach women about their finances. And, you know, we go through a lot as women, and men too, but I mean, we become widows, we get divorces, we stay single. We live longer. We live longer. And so I, I felt it's it was really important. I never wanted to see anyone go through what my mother went through when my father passed away. And so, obviously a lot of people, a lot of women, agreed with you because those classes it, were full. It was absolutely amazing. And it's still to this day, and I haven't taught classes now for 20 years, but Still to this day, I have women calling me up saying, you know, if those classes change their lives. Absolutely. They were able to save. They were able to make sure they were in retirement plans. It was so rewarding to see that. That's great. And so how many, how long did you do your finances for women classes? Um, I did the classes for a good 15 years. It could have been 20. So it's been maybe 15 years. A good long time. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so how did that morph? So you, you said you were in an, it, when you started doing these classes, you were in in an office with a bunch of partners, all of whom were men. Men. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so you were there for a while and then you left to, from there to go out on your own. Yeah. I, I felt that, um, I wanted to start my own company. Um, I didn't necessarily agree with the, the men's philosophy about financial planning. 
And I felt that um, at that point I wanted to, I was, I got a master's degree in financial planning at that point, And I was like, I'm kind of over this. And I really wanted to start my own company. And, and that's when you started. Ford and that's financial. when I started Ford Financial Group, yeah. Okay. So I think it was in the early 90s when I... So where finally, where was your first office? It was here in Fresno. Um, the very first very first office was on Palm and Herndon. Okay. And um, it was interesting because the um, I think we were there for 20 years in that so, office. So many of the clients listening to this will know our old office right. because we've been in our new office for I, I'll three or four, five, maybe five years. Oh, now. that long <laughs> time God. flies. Yeah. So our old office on Palm and Herndon right. was also your first office. It was my, well, it, it, it expanded, um, because I, I chose not to have partners initially. So I think my office was like 900 square feet and it was oh, just I me see. and a, an assistant, Um, and I just, I was so done with partnerships that I just wanted to do my own thing. So that, that I was in, I think I was in that office for seven years and then moved down the hall to the bigger office, um, where I knew that because the company was successful, I really needed to bring in more advisors that were certified and, and understood the philosophy that I was trying to achieve. And so you expanded there. Now you had one or two assistants while you were at the, after you'd gone out on your own. I had one assistant on my own and then, um, and I was doing most of the work in, you know, that the assistant didn't do. And then we started to get so big that I knew to service our clients the way they needed to be serviced. I knew I had to expand. Now, is this about when Don Collins joined the team? You know, interesting, no, Don actually, she had taken about five years off, but Don was my first assistant when I was with my uh, partners. Oh, okay. And, and she came to you. She came to me through the classes. Right, because she, she was an attendee. She right? was like she was like a sponge in those classes. Yeah. <laughs> so We'll let Dawn tell her own yeah, story when so she comes in. It's so much fun. It was, it was fun. how influential those classes were. To it was it, absolutely place. amazing. <laughs> um, but no, she, then she took time off, um, had uh, a few children, and then, um, and then came back into my life. Okay. So from there... What what year would you say roughly that you went out on your own? Is this early I think 90s? it was 92. 92? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so from there, you began to expand and right. kind of I, bring on junior advisors at some yeah, point? Yeah. At, at some point in time, um, I was working seven days a week uh, just trying to make sure I could service every client account and make sure that they got the kind of service I wanted them to get. And I knew at some point that I was going to have to bring in other advisors mm-hmm. or better yet, um, younger people that I respected that I knew would then get their certification and would understand my philosophy. I didn't want it to be like my ex-partners and their philosophy. I wanted it to be my philosophy and my structure. And man, we, we lucked out. We've got... S- Really great. Well, Brian, you're one of them. But we've got great advisors that um, we were able to, uh, they understood the philosophy that I was trying to achieve. Well, it seems by having, adding advisors with a core kind of investing philosophy and it being about helping people achieve goals, we were, the, the firm was able to expand 
without diluting what we were offering to people, right? right. It's still same quality of service. Right, and that's the, that was the key. I mean, I've gone through a few advisors that don't work here any longer, but um, it's, it was trial and error in the sure. beginning stages. But um, we've got a, a group of people that really understood the importance of getting certified, yep. um, the importance of making sure that the client is called. If the client is called, they get a call back within 24 hours or less, um, and that we service the, the account like uh, in the old days when I yeah. was doing it on my own. Right. Um, so speaking of instilling kind of your investing philosophies with junior advisors, what would you say are some of those investing philosophies? It sounds like service, client services. Yeah, client services for sure. I mean, that goes <clears throat> without saying. But I, I also think it has to be an innate, innate feeling that they have a fiduciary responsibility to the client to make sure that their investments are going to perform the way their risk nature is mm -hmm. and to make sure they go overboard. So um, if they if they have questions about a car, buying a car, that we have some resources that we can um, give to them about maybe a car broker that could help them and alleviate the stress of buying a car. Or if they have um, a mortgage, I mean, these are these are services that that we will handhold them, um, as well as um, making sure that they achieve what they they're going to achieve, and hopefully the stress is so. Down. It's more about being a resource for everything in their lives that money or finances touch, right. which is, if you think about it, nearly everything. Money kind of touches. Everything. Every aspect and, of your life. And it's not about yeah. greed. It's just <clears throat> no. It, it, it affects everything. Or limits you, it right? really and does. So. And and our what we want to try to do is achieve that goal. I mean, if they want to retire at sixty-two, um, hopefully we can achieve that goal. It doesn't mean we can, but we have to really look at every avenue. You know, how much have they saved over their lifetime? Uh, how much are they going to spend at retirement? And some of that, in, we were even talking about it a little bit earlier today before we started this. It's about being honest with clients too. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I just had <laughs> one where I she wanted to retire at 62 just simply because her husband was retired. And I'm going to tell you, she has a fabulous job. And to give up all of the benefits of that job at age 62, it wasn't going to work for her. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of disappointing to have to tell them that. Sure. Um, but we also have to be upfront. We yeah. want to make sure they succeed and right. we have to be very upfront about it. Because it's <clears throat> it'd be pretty short sighted and disingenuous, frankly. Oh, it'd be if awful. We were, you know, I would just hate... delivering good news yeah. saying, Yeah, you can do this and then no, it would be it would be awful if we say, Oh sure, go ahead and retire at sixty two and not um, and then when they're uh, you know, seventy five they don't have any money left. Right. Right. So so, you know, we've kind of gone over the start of this firm and how you founded it and got it rolling. Um, and your investment philosophies, there are lots of advisors here now. It's not just you any longer. Right. Um, I'm one of the newer advisors and I've been here all, about 12 years. 12, 15, um, yeah. <clears throat> and so uh, uh, what do you see going forward here for you and for the firm? Well, I mean, the, the beauty to this is that now we have younger people that have enthusiasm about trying to achieve and help the client achieve their goals. And it allows me to have that peace of mind that the company is going to have the same reputation going forward. 
And that's really important, I think, is to make sure that we keep our reputation, which is service the client, make sure the client is um, put first before anything, Mm -hmm. Uh, make sure it's a fiduciary responsibility to help that client achieve their goals, Uh, be upfront with them about what they can and cannot achieve. Um, and, um, I think, I think we've succeeded in that, right. I, I think that we've got a group of people that really do have that passion. Mm -hmm. And I think I want to, I'm hopeful that we can continue the passion going forward as our company grows and as it matures. Sure. Cause that's job one, right? It is job one. Yeah. I mean, the the client is always first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did we miss anything? As we've kind of chatted, is there anything special? Well, that was about 35 well, years worth. <laughs> it was. So um, something that some clients know, but others may not, is that you have a sincere love for pugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've had pugs for years and years. I've, I've, I've had six now that have unfortunately passed on, but we have two now. Um, but they're wonderful dogs. And, and you take your two pugs to Carmel with you. When we you do, them. yeah. Because I, I don't know if anyone listening knows, but we have a Carmel office. Right. And that you staff yourself. Right. Um, uh, because yeah. we have I mean, clients up there that you We have with. clients, and which is fun to do. It gives me... I, 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 when we go to Carmel, I don't necessarily feel comfortable just sitting there and not doing much of anything but read. Yeah. So it gives me... My husband does photography. I do... Um, financial planning. I mean, that, that's my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so when you decide to slow down and do something different, you'll slow down and help other clients then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not, a lot of people ask, am I going to retire? Uh-uh. No, I, I think that it's just a, I'm slowing down, but I'm still able to be in meetings and have fun. And that's really the key. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you for jumping on the podcast. You're welcome. And, and, um, I think this is going to be, I know this is going to become a series where we'll have more advisors on here. So Yeah, I think it'll be can, fun to I hear so everyone's too. story. Yeah, to get some background and right. learn about the advisors here and uh, a little bit more deeply than just kind of sometimes the surface level interactions that we only get to have briefly. So, yeah. so thanks, Carol. Um, now I think it's time for some disclosures. Okay. Good to talk to you, Brian. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor, and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual, and all performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal, and no strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts, if there were any in this podcast, or set forth, uh, may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to here. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.